What's up, everybody? This is Mario from Barberview TV. I got a special guest in the house today. But before we do that, let's get to some of the house business. We're now live on Amazon Fire TV, Roku, Apple TV. We have the Apple iOS and Android app dropping so you guys can check out the barber culture anywhere in the world. Also, follow us on all social media platforms, IG, YouTube. You guys know the drill. And also, check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Yo, this man right here needs, well, he needs no introduction to me, but we're going to learn about a lot about him today as uh, we continue on the show. Just came from the CT Expo a couple months ago. Uh, fresh off the Rookie of the Year Award from the world's largest Barber Expo. Just this guy is, is doing amazing things. Um, I've met him about last year, all about family, all about the business, and all about the accountability and hustling and whatever you put into something will flourish if you wanted to, but it's up to you to do that. Just want to introduce you guys real quick to Mr. Razorhands360. Mr. Richie Rages, Razors, ugh, sorry, I got a tongue to us there. What's up, hey, bro? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm at the shop right now. I got um, my partner Chris is here, and we got a bunch of students from from Premier Barber Institute getting some extra hours at the shop right now. Oh, that's so, dope, man. Enjoying some company. For sure, man. So um, really quick, man, because I'm... I know you're tight on time. Um, I ask all of my guests what got them into barbering or what inspired them to become a barber. So I ask you the same question. What got you into barbering? So, you know, you, when you when you grow up in the hood, like the barber culture is, is, is always prevalent in the hood, right? Like you go to the barbershop every week and growing up, you see all the, all the OGs at the barbershop chilling. And so it's always been an intriguing thing, right? Um, I didn't last long on the streets before I got locked up. I got locked up when I was 13 years old and, um, I spent 26 years in prison, man. And, you know, from, from, from having a criminal background after all them years, I was released in 2017 and, um, it was hard to get a job, man. Like I had to accept like the shittiest jobs that, that, that you could think of, you know? Give so, an example of some of those jobs, man, because at that point, as a man trying to get back on the horse, trying to get back into society, sometimes we just have to be just like, I got to get some bread no matter how it was. What were some of those jobs, if you don't mind sharing with us? So when I first came home, um, my first job that I applied to and got, um, actually, my parole officer got me a job with someone who was a parolee that owned his own cleaning company. Yeah. So um, she actually called the guy. She, he was he was on her docket, like she was supervising him. So anybody that came home and needed a job and was having a hard time finding a job, she would call him and be like, "Hey, I got somebody," and he would take him on. So. That was the very first one. It was informal, no no application, no nothing. It was just, this guy needs a job so that he, he's in, in, in compliance with his parole uh, stipulations. And he took me on. And, I, and I, was, I went to work with him for about two months just cleaning office buildings and stuff, like the bathrooms, the, the, the common areas and stuff like that. Um, and then after that, 
And that was just while I was looking for like a formal job, right? So my first formal job was at UPS and it was overnight. But the, but the problem with that is because I'm out all night, I had to contact my parole officer, my parole officer had to contact UPS, so now they know I'm a convicted felon. Yeah, yeah. And what does that do? That automatically makes them treat you like garbage because they know you need the job, right? I was I was busting my butt um, loading up the, like the freight trucks, the big trucks with packages and stuff like that. Um, Man, and my first paycheck after a week, bro, was like $130. And I was like... And not even 2022 where we are right now, but even in 2017, that's that's not a lot of... That's nothing. It was nothing. But here's the problem. And and, and I think that a lot of people fail because... So take take me, for example. I did 26 years in prison, right? Yeah. I'm coming home with nothing. Absolutely nothing. No clothes, no car. Nothing, nothing at all. So if I have to pay bills at my household and I'm only making $130 a week, what? how far does that stretch? It, it doesn't stretch far at all. So now you have to make a decision whether you want to buy food, you want to pay a bill, or you want to buy clothes or shoes or something. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm coughing a lot because I just finished, I quit smoking. And it's coming, it's all coming up. Uh. <laughs> um, so you 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 in a you in a tough place when you come out of prison in a situation like that. Um and, and you gotta and you gotta make choices. So I didn't last long there, man. I lasted three months there and I was like, I gotta find something better because I'm gonna fail. There's no way that I'm I'm not I'm I'm not gonna fail when I have to make choices between paying a bill or feeding myself so then after that i got a job with with another cleaning company for a woman and i was the only man in a team of like 16 women so you know what that means right i gotta do all the all the dirty stuff (laughs) i had to um take out the trash i had to clean the bathrooms clean the toilets all of that stuff because the girls didn't want to do it so I had to do it. And I lasted there about a year. I lasted there about a year. They treated me decent. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm always someone that that looks to, to do a little bit better than, than what I'm doing, you know? So after that, um, I actually had my first son in October. And I took a leave of absence because I wanted to be there like do the whole thing with my first son and all of that. So I, I took like like three weeks off, like towards the end of my, my, my wife's um, pregnancy. And um, the lady, her name was Celeste. She actually knew, she was like, I know you're not coming back. And, and because I was off that long, um, one of the girls that I used to work with, her husband worked at a moving company, like, a, like moving people's, residences like from house to house and she was like hey my husband said they need a guy and then i went i went to that moving company and i started working for them and i lasted there about a year that's what got me into barbering being at that job because after a year i asked the man for a raise i was making 17 dollars an hour which is decent 
and I asked him for a $3 raise, and he told me that I wasn't worth more than $17 to him. Wow. So I, I quit. After a year, I quit. It was on a Friday, and I enrolled in barber school that Monday. Man, that's, that's, but you, you, you took everything into your own hands. It was like, yo, no one's going to put a value on me, right? So I told to get that, man. And from there, I understand you, you went to Premier, right? With Tariq, to my understanding. Yeah, I I went to Premier Barber Institute with Tariq. um, But at the time, give me a second. At the time, um, I didn't know, I didn't know that, um, I didn't know that Tyreek owned the school at the time. Um, cause, cause, cause the people that the person that does all the paperwork is Dan. Yeah, Dan. So I went to premiere, but I didn't know that Tyreek owned the school as well. So, so we understand you didn't know that because you was in doing all your processing and you, you saw your first initial response was with Dan, but like when, when you started going to the school, you realized, wait a minute, I just don't have like a normal instructor. This is not a normal school. Uh, did that make you raise your game? Did that light so, up? And this was a special type of situation compared to others. It's so it, it goes it goes deeper than that. And one day you'll talk to Tariq and you'll hear the story. So I initially enrolled into that school. Um, just because, you know, my wife found the school and it was like the closest one to where we live. It was like 25 minutes. Yeah. Now, I talked to Dan through the whole process and I, you know, did the the, the application and the, the federal grants and all that stuff. So I finally, um, I was supposed to start school. This was in January. I was supposed to start school in March. I get a phone call like three days after I did all the paperwork and stuff. I get a phone call from Dan. And he says, hey, somebody just decided not to go through with enrolling in school. Would you mind starting today? Wow. (laughs) And I was like, absolutely. The phone call was like at seven o'clock in the morning. He was like, if you can make it here by eight o'clock, you'll start today. Wow. (laughs) I jumped up, got dressed, grabbed a book bag, a pen, a pad, and I was gone. So I enrolled in school that day. Um, Can you hear that or should I move? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Go ahead. You're good. Okay. So I get to the school and this is going to blow your mind because I get to the school and um, the first day is like they do um, they do um, like charity haircuts at the homeless shelter and stuff. At a Chosen 300, right? I believe. Chosen yeah. 300, right. Yeah. So my first day I was sent there. Like that was my initial assignment. Yeah, yeah. That was my welcome. Like, go cut hair at the um, at the homeless shelter. Um, but I'm standing around at this point because this is my first day. I'm just standing around. Yeah. <coughs> After about an hour, um, one of the instructors, Edamar, who you had on the show as well, yeah. um, he says, "Hey, uh, Tyreek wants you back at the school." Oh. So I'm like, Tyreek. He's like, "Yeah, the owner. He wants you back at the school." So in my mind, the first thing that crossed my mind was they found out about my criminal history. They're going to tell me I can't come to the school, yeah. right? Like, automatically, I'm like, this is not going to happen. They're not going to let me be in this school having the record that I have. And and I've only gotten in trouble one time in my life. But 
that's always been the thing. Like you have a criminal, a criminal past, even if it's one, you have a criminal past and it, it's held against you. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go back to the school. I'm expecting to be kicked out or whatever. I walk into the school and I'm like, uh, I'm like, are you Dan? And he's like, no, Dan is in the back. I'm Tyreek. I'm like, all right, um, I'm supposed to see you. So he's like, come into the office. And I come into the office and he's like, um, your name is Richie? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, your mom's name is Cookie? And I'm like, in my mind, how do you, how does this person know this, right? Yeah. Because that's not on the application. It's none of that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you used to live on Locust Street in Lancaster back in the day. In my mind, I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, no idea, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Turns out that Tariq was my friend when I was 12 years old before I got locked up. Wow. But we didn't call Tariq Tariq. We called him Joel. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see him for 27 years. Man. I didn't even know that he owned the school. And the last time I saw him was in 1991. So turns out I enrolled in a school of someone who used to be my friend when I was 12. Wow. Before I got locked up. That's crazy, bro. So all, all of the hype, all of the and 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 rightfully so, right? Tyreek is Tyreek Jackson. But to me, Tyreek Jackson is Joel. So that hype when everyone feels like, oh my God, this is Tyreek. And I know Tyreek is great. I'm not taking anything away from him. But I looked at him differently. Like, it, it wasn't like there wasn't pressure because he's known my family. He's, you know, he's been around my family forever. So I didn't have that pressure to perform around Tyreek because he never it, we, he never made me feel that. That's crazy, bro. That You want to talk about 360 back around? That is the... That is the... So it's crazy because me and Tyreek last saw each other. He used to have um, a skateboarding group with his with his Christian ministry called Skaters for Christ. So when I was 12, I used to like skateboarding, and they were like a, a nice little group. They used to skateboard. <coughs> I didn't know initially that they were a ministry. Like, they, they, they did Bible study and stuff like that. So when I started hanging out with them, I was like, oh, okay, so if that's what y'all do, that's what I'll do. So one time we went to the skate shop. This was like as soon as I started hanging out with them. I went to the skate shop with them, and they were all talking about, like, the different skateboards that were on the rack and, you know, them liking it. Now, mind you, we're 12, 13, 14 years old, and these skateboards, they like two, three, four hundred $400. Like, they're not cheap. And I, I grew up in the hood, and, and I stole one, right? And I brought it back, and I pulled it out, and it was like, how'd you get that? And I was like, y'all said y'all wanted it, so I got it for y'all. Like, that that was that was my hood mentality, right, as a yeah, kid. Sure. Yeah. And Tariq was like, no, 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 we don't do that, bro. We don't, we don't do that at all. Like, you got to take that back. And I was like, I ain't taking it back. You can take it back. I ain't taking it back. I'm the one that stole it. If I take it back, I'm getting locked up. Yeah, that's crazy. So so Tyreek was like, give it to me. I'm going to take it back, and I'm going to return it. And that's what he did. 
But then what, what the conversation that happened after that was, hey, listen, if you're going to be living like that, like if that's the type of stuff you're going to be doing, you can't hang out with us because we don't do that. We, we are ministry. Like we're Christian. Yeah. And we kind of separated and went our different ways. And I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. And that's what ultimately got me locked up. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, man, so, you know, like you said, Lancaster got in trouble, got locked up, came back, did some crazy jobs, went to school, graduated school, opened up a shop, and then you was grinding, grinding, grinding. And then um, I haven't heard from you for a minute besides the stuff, you know, me checking on you on IG. But when I was staging to go to CT Expo, and um, I saw um, finalist, rookie of the year, and I saw your face, I was like, this dude must have like been on a crazy grind. So all that to get to this point, right? Tell us about, um, was that even something you were gunning for? Or were you just um, your head down, just doing your thing and, and getting down? And let, it, it never it never crossed my mind one time. So, so I... Um, Obviously, I went to barber school. It took 10 months to graduate, right? Mm -hmm. Before I graduated, I had already leased the space and um, had it ready to go. I outfitted it, everything ready to go for when I graduated. Um, I graduated in November. Um, I took my state board in January, and I opened the shop in February because it was already ready to go. So while I was in school, because I was in school full time from 8 o'clock in the morning, until four o'clock in the afternoon and I had quit my job, I started driving Uber and Lyft after school to pay the bills and save money. Yo, shouts out to Uber and Lyft, you know what I'm saying? They help out. <laughs> shouts out to Uber and Lyft. Yeah. So I was able to pay bills and, and do all that shit. Um, and um, I had the shop ready to go in, 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 in January when I got my state board. So from January of 2020, 2021, on January of 2021, I, I got my state board license. I got my barber license. February of 2021, I opened the shop. So from February of 2021, was it 2021? Yeah, 2021. From February of 2021, I grinded nonstop. I opened my second shop December of 2021. Wow. And now, um, yeah, I'll eat some, bro. White. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. Whatever. I'm getting the kind of Now you know what? I'll grab some. Don't don't order. Don't order anything. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um. So, uh, February of 2021, I opened my first shop. I busted my ass like nonstop, bro, for nine and a half months. In December of 2021, I opened my second shop, 1,100 square feet, seven chairs, um, and I got nominated for the Barber Grammy, I believe it was, what, February or March of 2022? And the person that nominated me was Tyreek Jackson. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. So you go through this entire journey, and you're at CT. I saw you dressed up, homie. You, you was, yo, you, you was looking sharp, dog. I see you. Hey, listen, I never wore a suit before except the court, right? So I felt good. 
that I was wearing a suit and it wasn't for, for, for me being in trouble. I was feeling myself, dog. Yeah, so I saw you, your wife, and I saw just the look on your face like absorbing stuff. Tell us what's going on through your mind when you just look out and you see all these people just give, give, showing you mad love and dapping you up and just giving you all these well wishes. What What's going on through your mind at that moment? It, it felt good, right? Because nobody knew my story. I didn't, I didn't, nobody, well, I can't say nobody. Some people did, but for the, for the, for the majority, um, people really didn't know the, the details of the story, right? So I knew that the, that the love and the, and the congratulations was genuine, but there was also hate that was genuine too. Mm. Because, and, and I didn't speak about it. I didn't talk about it because I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to give any light to it um, and ruin, you know, the the, okay. the, yeah. the beautiful experience of it. So I didn't want to taint that with, with the negativity, but there was some negativity that was genuine as well. <laughs> but I've never been in a situation like that where there was praise or, um, and I don't want to say admiration because that's too strong of a word, but like I've never been in that situation. I, I was incarcerated for 26 years of my life being told I was a piece of shit. So I got out in 2017 and I won an international Barber Grammy in 2021 or 2022. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so in four years, I went from people saying, you're the scum of the earth to, to people saying, good job and tapping me on the shoulder. Like, so it's a it's a stark difference. Like it's like, uh, damn, it's it's amazing. So, was why do you think that is so? I know we we could all talk about if this was supposed to be, but when when I hear your story, I think about there came a point to where the rubber met the road, and you was like, I gotta I gotta invest in me, and now you got a family. You got two beautiful boys. I saw even the wife is doing SMP now, man. The whole family, yo, the family is in grind mode and they're they're taking your leadership as like the head, right? And they're saying, this is what we're going to do. We're going to support you. How does it feel to have all that love and all that support, not only from the, the external, but the internal as well? That has to be just amazing. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a good feeling, right? Because- when when most people that 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 have a troubled past um whether it be going to prison or hitting hard times or whatever like it's easy for you to feel down on yourself and be like i'm never gonna amount to nothing um everybody expects me to lose you know it's easy to, to fall into that trap so when you're able to to persevere through that and use adversity to build your character the way it's supposed to it's good to see that people stand behind you and say, take the lead and, and I'm going to follow that. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's definitely an amazing feeling, man. Definitely an amazing feeling. It's awesome. So I see your wife is doing things in the SMP sector. Like what what got her into into the game, man? That's that's pretty interesting. Like I've never saw like the duo that sh that that you guys have now. Yeah. So it's 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 she's she's never had a like a rough life but she's had to work you know like everybody else all her life 
and 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 she's using the inspiration um seeing me become the businessman that I've become and she's like why not why not make it uh, um a family thing you know if if you're going to invest cuz I'm away from the shop like more than I'm home right I have two shops I have to attend to so I'm away from 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 home a lot and she, She's like, if 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 that's what it's gonna take, then I might as well be there with you, and and make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. But bro. yeah, I'm I'm proud of her. She's um, and I and she knows it's gonna take a lot of work and a lot of grind, but she's invested. I mean, she got trained by the best too. She she got trained by Taylor Perry. So yeah, shout out to Taylor Perry for sure. Yeah, yeah, bro. So what what's what's her uh, insight on all these things that are hoping help uh, happening? It just seems so quick, but it seemed destined to happen. Just you being so hungry. What's her take on what's going on with so, your life and everything? If we go back to the story, when I quit that job that said that I wasn't worth more than seventeen dollars, yeah, yeah. that I wasn't worth more than seventeen dollars an hour, I came back and I told her I was like. I don't think I'm going to go back to this job. It was her that said, and but I was like, I, I want to quit, but I don't know what else to do. Like my options are so limited because of having, having a, a criminal history and, and my options are limited. And I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I still have to be the man of the house and provide for the family and, um, you know, pay the bills and, and, and do all of that stuff. And it was my wife that said, quit that job and go to barber school since, because here's the thing. So in prison, I couldn't, I couldn't be in a barbershop because when you have a violent crime, they don't let you be in a barbershop. Mm, so over the years, I got used to cutting my own hair. Yeah. In prison, you cut your own hair for visits or whatever, right? Yeah. So when I came home, I still wasn't going to barbershops. I was still cutting my own hair. And she used to watch me in the bathroom, like cutting my own hair and, and, and doing a good job. So when I quit that job, she said, well, you always cutting your own hair. Why don't you go to the barbershop, barber school and, 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 and make that your job and cut hair for a living since you do it anyway. So I was like, well, what am I going to do in barber school if I don't ha- I can't work and I don't got a job? What, what am I going to do? My wife said, for 10 months, I'll take care of all the bills. Don't worry about it. You just go to barber school. And that's what happened. So, so she, knew, she knew what the investment was and what the reward was going to be. So that made me work twice as hard because I'm like, if she if she paid the bills for ten months so I can accomplish this, it's only right that I I go as hard as I can to 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 kind of reward that sacrifice. Yeah, like the story gets so so deep, it, it, you know, it's hard to cover all the bases yeah. without having like hours and hours of conversation yeah. because there's so many different little caveats that 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 played in the success of what people see now it's not just one thing yeah for sure yeah yeah there's so many different facets that played into it to to make it happen 
Yeah, that's that's very that. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. One day I look forward to seeing your your tell all your story. Um, and segueing back into Tyreek, uh, I'm a, you know I'm I'm doing a documentary on him. When I met you, it was uh, at at the shop. Uh, shout out to Tyreek. His documentary is dropping uh, next Wednesday, so I look forward to. And you're going to be in there as well, so it's going to be awesome. Um, in regards to um, Field Day. August 2021. Um, you and Edomar, bro, y'all was, y'all was on the court going hard, dog. <laughs> Yo, and on the, and on the baseball field. Edomar is my guy, man. I love that. <laughs> and and you he was is like, a genuinely good dude. Yeah, and you and you was like, "Yo, I I ain't even posting no more cuts. I'm just talking about this victory." <laughs> yeah, no, me and Edomar, listen. If if you catch us outside of any sporting event, we're the best of friends. If you see us on any kind of field or court, you would think we hate each other. <laughs> don't we just both like super competitive and don't want to lose to each other? So that that's what you see when you see us playing, and we're never going to be on the same team ever for anything. <laughs> just, that's that's awesome. just something that that we have between us but that's my guy we actually have a podcast that we do together oh that's dope that's dope oh yeah yeah i think i think i i heard about it or i saw it and uh shout out to edamar he's um he's teaming up with real barbershop in burtonsville maryland this coming up uh the 10th we're going to be in uh the first annual barber expo so that's going to be dope barbershop uh barberview tv is going to be out there supporting and actually live streaming that event as well Oh, you gonna be there? Yeah, I'm a, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be there. Yeah. Yeah, we all going. We all gonna be there. Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna be there. Uh, I'm li- getting in Friday. I'll be there Saturday, Sunday, and I'm flying out Monday, back to okay. Vegas. Um, hot, hot Vegas, 106 degrees Vegas. But man, um, you have so much stuff going on. Um, so many ventures, so many things, man. T- tell us what's next. I know you got your second shop. You're fresh off the uh, the the barber Grammy. That comes with a lot of like a boost, right? It's kind of like when people do verses, uh, people are like, damn, I, I didn't know that person made that song. And they go and they download all these songs and start following you and checking for you. What uh, what what has been the impact after the Grammys and what's in the future for you right now? So, you know, the, 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 the people that the majority of the people that voted for me were clients and, and friends and um people that know personally what the grind was um so personally it didn't change much right because the people that voted for me just voted because i'm their favorite barber right yeah so it wasn't like a thing for accolades and 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 the clients and customers they don't really care about the barber grammys actually i have more people now coming in and saying you're not gonna stop being my barber right and i'm like no i'm not Hollywood. I'm not going to Hollywood or nothing. Yeah, so it doesn't yeah. change anything in the personal aspect because I'm still the same dude. I still wake up at eight o'clock in the morning. I still get to the shop. I still cut hair all day long. So it doesn't change anything in that aspect. Um, what I'm hoping it will do is I'm hoping that someone somewhere will have the ability to impact children and bring me along for the ride right because um i was one of those kids that was at risk 
and I fell through the cracks. And and and, and I want to I want to try to avoid at least a handful of kids that would otherwise fall through the cracks not do so. Yeah. You know? Um so so that's that's really the only goal other than that, you know, it, it, it it's a good thing to have and people feel good saying my barber won a barber Grammy. That feels good, right? Um, but that doesn't make me better than anybody. It doesn't. It doesn't change how I act or how I carry myself. I'm still the hardest working person I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's not going to change either. But um, in the future, me and my partner, we 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 trying to open up a shop every December because we opened this shop in December. Uh, so okay, yeah. we try to open up a shop every December and I was released. So I opened this shop, this shop too. I opened this shop on the day that I was released from prison in 2017. Wow. So every December 17th, I want to do something monumental to kind of like pay homage to my second chance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, we we already starting to look at locations to open up shop number three in December, and uh and keep it going, man. That that is that's dope, man. I mean, as you can see, I'm smiling ear to ear, bro. Your this story is so inspirational on so many different levels. Yo, you should come out to Vegas whenever you can, bro. It's crazy in Vegas. If bro. I go to Vegas, I ain't coming back. That's the problem. <laughs> My man says he's not coming back. That's crazy, man. If I go to Vegas, I ain't coming back. I'm going to try to open shops over there, so I'm going to stay away. Yo, yo, the West Coast is ready for you, bro. But, yeah, bro, so, like, uh, I, and I look forward to coming out to your shops, man. Like I said, I'm I'm doing all this filming all over the world, but I definitely got to stop at your shop. You are uh, someone that, that needs to be in that, in that his, need to be captured his, historically for where you were at, where, where you're at now, and, and, and what you're gunning for and i think it's important for everyone to see that full life cycle of how things can look crazy in the onset but if you keep pushing and investing yourself anything can happen man anything. that was actually part of my speech when i when i accepted the the barber grammy yeah. like I, you know i want people to know because so many people have the, the the misconception that you know once you once you mess up it's over everything is downhill from there it only goes downhill as far as you let it because once you once you pump the brakes and say, I'm not going to continue going down this hill, you can go back to the top. It's going to take a little bit of work because it's easier going down than it is going up. Sure. But you can do it. You just have to be determined to and, and be willing to go uphill and go against the grain. Yep. If you're yep. willing to do that, you, you can make some good stuff happen, man. Yeah, bro. I mean, and you are a testimony in the flesh of that so uh, outside of that bro tell the people out there where they can hit you up at let's talk about your shops and and we'll wrap it up bro the floor is yeah your- man so on instagram um i'm at razor hands is razor underscore underscore hands 360 um that's my instagram my personal one i have also instagram for my first barbershop which is richie razor's barbershop my second barbershop is Richie Razor's Barbershop 2. So they all have different Instagrams. Um, I'm in Warminster, Pennsylvania with my second shop. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, my first shop is in Ambler, Pennsylvania. Um, and all you got to do is Google Richie Razor's Barbershop, and they both going to come up, man. 
Love it, bro. That that's good story. Hey, brother, I can't wait to see you again, man, and chop it up. You said you're gonna be down in Maryland, or no? I'm sorry. Yeah, me and my partner gonna go down. Um, we're gonna be down there. We gotta support Edamore and Fresh. Oh, they are guys. So yeah. yeah, we're going down there. Um, definitely gotta go represent. Yeah, and shouts out to Luis, the the owner, bro. Uh, it's it's. I haven't it's, met him. I'm looking forward to meeting him. Oh yeah, he he's pretty awesome, man. Dominic, we just started following each other on Instagram, actually. Isn't that the craziest thing? How many times have you had a conversation like, "Hey, bro, what's up? How you doing? I like your work. Let me follow you on Instagram." That's you know, like, damn, I'm already following you. <laughs> it's 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 funny how many times that actually happens. Where you got to go to the top or the front of people's minds when they physically yeah. put. When they physically see you, right? It's it's weird, but that happens more often than 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 ever right now, for sure. Yeah, especially now after I won that Grammy, the um the followers skyrocketed, um, and now it's like I go I'll check somebody out and I'll go follow them, and it's like oh they're already following me, like, and and I, it, sometimes it's like damn I hope this person didn't feel like. I didn't follow them back on purpose. Like mm-hmm. there was so many in that short weekend that I couldn't physically get back to all of them. You know, Yo, your phone had had to be going crazy, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the company of two great barbers, Vic Blends and Allison Cuts. They they won the Rookie of the Year the previous two, and there's only been three, so I'm the third one. So when you win a, a, an award like that, it's like you're in great company, like so. So things are bound to happen. Not that I'm, not that I'm comparing myself to them in any way, but they're great barbers and they're great people. So that automatically happens. Like the phone goes crazy, the followers goes crazy. You know? Yeah, bro. And 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 it comes with, uh, <laughs> you know, it comes with the fact that your whole story is based on it's and Tyreek nominated you because he he knew where you came from. So to me that's that's awesome, bro. That that's that's Me and Tyreek actually just did a feature in a magazine that's about to come out um in the next few days. Oh that's dope. Which one? I have to go in the um I have to go into my, my my email to 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 remember the name. It's so much that I try to remember and I can't. Dude, because thing yo things going a million miles an hour right now for you, bro. It's crazy, man. But yeah, man. Yo, I don't want to take. And I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to go two hundred miles an hour. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm never, I'm 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 never I'm never satisfied, because I'm I'm a firm believer in you. You take advantage of the opportunities you have now. If you slow down and become content, you'll never know what your full potential is. Absolutely, hundred percent. I wasted two months time to go slow. I I only got one speed, and that's go. I love it, yo. That's, that's that, it. That's awesome. Well, look, bro, much much love and respect, man. I look forward to seeing you this weekend at the show. Yeah, I'll see you this weekend, man. Yeah, Raise of Hands 360, Barberview TV. Yo, we out. We'll see y'all later. Peace out. Appreciate you, bro. Yep, yep.